Oh, hi, Dave. Hey, hey. Shazam. We're back. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. So we're, we're back with part two. Um, and so if we were, you know, one of the other things that we've been talking about, too, is like, um, you know, you, you talked about a lot of the uh, Todoist and, and, and things like that. Let's talk about calendaring and, and how you manage your calendar. Oh, well, first, we should respect the ritual. So uh, so we are, uh, so first of all, is the Dave and Gunner show. Yes. And... Uh, and we're going through uh, kind of apps and tools that we're using uh, in our lives that uh, ostensibly as Christmas recommendations. Right. Uh, but mostly we just like talking about our stuff. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to convert people to our, our way of life. That's right. Yes. yes. And so if folks want to, if folks want links uh, to some of the tools that we talked about, mm -hmm. or if they want to get a link to the last, uh, the first episode in this in this series, uh, what website should they go visit? Uh, DGshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. Nice. Okay. Now, let's go. All right. all right, calendars. Yes. So um, we're all in Google lifestyle with our calendars and yeah. stuff, yeah. work, home, all that. Yep. Beyond the traditional calendaring stuff, do you do anything else with yeah, your calendar? Yeah, so, so my, calendar is, uh, my calendar is almost as important as Todoist mm -hmm. <laughs> in my ritual. And in fact, I have Todoist on my calendar. Yeah, have I told you about Todoist? <laughs> right, okay. That's right. Um, so uh, my... Todoist is my task list, and I can subscribe to Todoist as a calendar so that um, the tasks that I have on a particular day will show up in my calendar up in the banner as an all-day. Yeah. Todoist will also respect uh, time, specific times for, for the work, so I can schedule something for 3 to three o'clock, right? Okay. And it will show up in my calendar as a 30-minute meeting um, at three o'clock, mm -hmm. um, which is very useful for managing my time because if it's one thing to have a calendar and I can say, oh, my calendar looks very free. I've got a lot of free time, but that's that hides the fact that I have 34 to-do items hiding in the banner of the calendar, right? right? And so what I've found as a way of prioritizing what I'm doing is dragging items off that banner and down into the time and giving them a specific time in which I will do them mm -hmm. um, and being gentle with myself about the schedule. Like I don't, like if I miss it, or if I go over, like, that's fine. But the most important thing I have to do is um, uh, if there's no time to do something during the day, uh, then that means I'm not doing it during the day, and I should not feel bad that I'm not doing it, right? And so it forces me to uh, smooth my my tasks, right? Um, right? So I don't just pile 34 items on Wednesday. I can spread them out. If I start scheduling them, I can say, oh, okay, the, on Wednesday, not everything is going to get done. I'll move some of these things to Thursday or renegotiate the goal or, or whatever it is. Um, and so the calendar has become exactly what it's supposed to be, which is a way of managing my time. Yes. Um, so it's not just like not just meetings with other people. It's also meetings with myself. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, another really useful uh, tool for that is a Google Calendar, the goals feature on Google Calendar. Have you mm -hmm. have you played with this? I tried to, mm -hmm. and and so like I, I play drums, and one like you know it's one of those you're trying to do New Year resolution, and it's like I'm gonna try to play drums three times a week, but if you're traveling Monday through Friday and you don't have a drum set handy, and then you feel guilty that you blew it, and yeah. you know, um, but I, but I do think that that is a good way to start building habits, mm -hmm. and and so yeah, tell us about that. Oh yeah, so yeah. Uh, so you tell Google uh, I wanna I wanna run three times a week. And uh, it'll take an hour. And then Google will go through it and you say, I prefer to do it in the morning. And Google will go through and schedule a meeting for you 
uh, a goal for you for three times a week. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when, when, you do, when you do your exercise, you can go in and say, I did it, and then it looks at and it appears as a crossed off item on your, on your calendar, which is very satisfying. Right. Um, uh, at least on iOS, if you are tracking your exercise through HealthKit, yep. uh, Google will also pay attention to what's going on in HealthKit and will automatically check off stuff as it happens. And so it'll keep track of not only exercise, but also uh, meditation is another good one. So setting, so I have it seven times a week, do meditation in the morning, and it will watch if I do meditation and the meditation shows up in HealthKit, it'll automatically check that off too. Um, and so How does it know that you're meditating? Because, How does HealthKit know you're meditating? Because the Headspace app, which I use to oh, do the meditation, okay, okay. will actually log the, the time right, as, as mindfulness time or, or whatever, okay. right? Um, and so uh, between the Todoist calendar trick, um, the regular work and personal schedule stuff, and the Google Calendar goals, that's kind of how my day gets put together. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, it, it's been incredibly useful. A really important thing, though, is, at least for me, is... Um, First of all, respecting the time on the calendar and respecting the meetings that you make with yourself as much as you respect your yes. meetings with other folks. Um, but also being gentle with yourself uh, because when you make yourself a deal like, oh, I've got a packed day from 7 to 7 o'clock, um, uh, not feeling constrained by your own promises and saying like, you know, listen, like, I'm, like, I'm only human. I, okay. you know, I could schedule this stuff out for, you know, front to back from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., but... You know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give myself a break, and maybe I didn't get to that. I'm gonna move it over here. That's why I have a to-do list manager, is in order to be able to reschedule stuff and things like that. Right. Um, by the way, another nice feature in Todoist is the automatic rescheduling, where you can hit a button on all your overdue items, and it will, uh, uh, it will reschedule all the items that you had to do, but it will smooth them out oh. uh, based on how many tasks you have on a given day. Okay, so it doesn't like kick it to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> overwhelmed all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, and that's, I think, a good thing from, uh, uh, you know, not feeling guilty uh, of, uh, you know, that's like, I didn't get all my goals done. Um, the other thing I think you turned me on to years ago was the, uh, was it the Eisenhower chart? Of yeah. The important, mm -hmm. not important. And you want, you want to talk about that? I think yeah. that's important and urgent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. So, uh, so it's just a, it's just a, it's a thought technology. Um, you draw. You have two axes. Um, one is importance, and the other is urgency. And um, if you're kind of you're examining a, a bundle of problems, you want to categorize them as like what is important and what is uh, what is urgent and important. That's a that's one particular kind of things. There's uh, urgent and important. There's urgent and not important, which is a very interesting category. Mm -hmm. um, there's not important and not urgent, and then critically very important, very important but not urgent. Mm -hmm. And it's always the very important and not urgent stuff that you never get to and you really need to get to. Yes. Um, and that's kind of the whole thesis behind the chart is you need to identify those in that, in that quadrant. Right? Yeah, and that, I think that's a great way, like, once I learned about that, that really helped me because a lot of times, you know, e you know, we could transition over to email of, mm -hmm. like, you know, everything is important and urgent uh, in your email from, you know, whoever the sales rep is or whoever, you know, mm -hmm. their hair is on fire and it's, it's really important and urgent to them, but it's not necessarily important and urgent to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, and so the, one of the things that helped me out and it took me a long time to actually come around to it was the uh, priority inbox mm -hmm. with Google. Mm -hmm. And what, what was funny about that is that, um, 
I've learned the hard way is that, you know, it's like you, it'll try to use AI and it'll try to figure out what's important and what isn't important. And then you could train it to say that, no, 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 this is really important and where this stuff isn't important. And before you know it, I trained it such that everything was important. <laughs> <laughs> and then the stuff that was like everything else that was not important, there was like nothing there. And I'm like, <laughs> dang. And, and so I went through and it, it took like a couple days of like this really, I had to ask myself, is this, you know, really, you know, it's like, it may be important to somebody, but not like the world isn't going to end if I don't respond to it like in the next eight hours right. or whatever. So right. I could I could mark that as not important. The world doesn't end. I'm not marking it as spam. Yeah. But it's but now my workflow is that um, a couple of the things that are that like on my phone I only have it notify me whenever it's an important email, mm -hmm. and all the other stuff can wait. Mm -hmm. um, and then. Uh, Whenever, you know, for as often as I check my email, I'll check the important email that's above the fold. Mm -hmm. And then the, the everything else, non-important stuff, I may check once a day. Mm -hmm. And the world hasn't ended. Yeah. Um, and that, that works out pretty well. But are, are, you were a big inbox fan. And so what, how, how are you coping? Are you, you getting I'm counseling? Or? <laughs> I'm not coping. I, I do yeah. miss Google inbox. Um, it is going away, I guess, next year. Yeah. Um, so I trained myself off it. Uh, they have moved. Most of the features that I enjoyed in Google Inbox are now available in Gmail, which is, I think, why they're shutting Inbox down. Uh -huh. So we've got stuff like uh, so stuff like sleeping an email um, oh, yeah. for a future date. Um, stuff just very useful, especially you know, so for today. We've yeah, got, t t tell us about uh, snoozing email is yeah, like great. It is great. So uh, so we have, we have an executive briefing today, and uh, the account rep uh, sent by the briefing document for the customer, which I know I'm not going to read until the, the, the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you might be listening. <laughs> the, I'm not going to read until the morning until this morning, right? Right, right. And so, but I got it. Uh, because because the account rep was diligent, they sent it a week ago, and I was like, okay, well, I could sit in my inbox for this whole time and get buried, and I could forget it, or forget it, or you spend a half hour trying to dig it out. That's right. And so I hit the sleep button, and I said, present this email to me again uh, on Wednesday morning. Yeah. And sure enough, at six a.m., the, the email showed up. I said, oh, this is handy. This is exactly what I needed for yeah. today. Delete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, snoozing has been uh, snoozing. I use a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so one thing I do, one thing that I that I do miss, and I haven't figured out a nice way to do it on Gmail, is um, the inbox default behavior was check off all the stuff that's important in this list of emails. You know, so you're going through a particular folder or whatever. So mm -hmm. check off all the things that you think are important, and then delete everything else. Mm. Whereas in G, affirmatively delete. Oh, it's, okay. And so inbox does it the other way around. Which is, I think, the correct behavior because you're far more likely to be deleting than you are to be saving something. Yes. Uh, and so inbox is kind of optimized for the deleting behavior, where mm -hmm. Gmail is optimized for the saving and. and yeah, the, the yeah, they never wanted you. There used to not be a delete button mm -hmm. in Gmail. It was archive, right? right? Yeah, and right. it's a lot of times like I don't want to keep that email around. Yeah. You yeah, want yeah. to delete it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the things that, uh, so adding this news feature is great. Uh, I, I do that all the time, too. Again, it's like that email whack-a-mole of, like, I don't want that email to pop back up until yeah. I need it. That works out great. The other thing is that's missing, though, is the ability to schedule emails, which we, when we had yeah. Zimbra, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, we don't have it in Gmail now, 
and I'm surprised it hasn't been implemented, but what I have been using is a thing called Boomerang okay. that allows you to schedule emails. And, and the nice thing about that is that, um, you know, like a lot of times I'll come up, I'll be working at, uh, you know, seven o'clock at night on a Friday and I'll come up with an idea. I want to get it out of my head, mm -hmm. but I don't want to put it into somebody else's head yeah. on a Friday night yeah. because I know that they're diligent. They're going to work all weekend on it. I don't want to cause that. Or the other thing is that, um, you know, they're going to get it on a Friday night. Uh, you know, another, mm -hmm. a less diligent person would get it. Mm -hmm. And then come Monday morning, it's like well below the fold right. in their email and they'll never look at it. Yeah. And so by scheduling the emails, I, like I would, I would be like, Oh, it's a Friday night. Uh, and I will schedule it to go out at 7am on Monday. Mm -hmm. And so the double benefit there is that I'm not setting the expectation that somebody has to work on something. And I'm also, the second thing is that when they come in on Monday, it's above the fold of all the other crap that came in over the weekend. Right, right, right. Um, so I found that to be very helpful. And, and it's funny, it's like you get like 10 emails a, a month um, and then they have what they call rollover emails. So if you don't use all 10, um, you get the balance. And for whatever reason, I haven't had to pay yet. Um, oh, good. And, and so it's like, I don't use it as much, but it's surprisingly expensive for what, what it does. Mm -hmm. And you would think it would be table stakes in yeah. the modern email app. Yeah. But I would think so. So the way I would solve that, I guess today, if I, if I were to do that, I would take put it, it in Todoist. I would do put it in Todoist. And then if this, then that, and <laughs> Google Home will, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and well, in it, what I was going to highlight is that Todoist also receives tasks as emails, so you, oh, can, right. you yeah. can send, you could, so I, I would draft the email, but then I would send it not to the intended recipient, but I would send it to Todoist right. with a little note in the subject heading to tell me about this on Monday morning, yeah. and then on Monday morning I would get a little alert saying like, hey, don't forget to send this email, and then I would copy and paste the text. In. Yeah, but still, then that's... Yeah, I'd rather have a robot do it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean, totally, we're, yeah. this is 2018, almost yeah. 2019. We should, <laughs> That's right. We should automate all that. If we can't have jetpacks, we should at least have scheduled emails. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And well, and the other thing, thinking of notifications, mm -hmm. um, one of the you know, so one of the things that I've been seeing a lot in articles are. You know, one is it like social media is toxic mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like the, the endorphins and, and people are just, yep. you know, just like, it's just psychologically not good. Yeah. You know, we, we weren't, we haven't evolved to like behave this way of getting this like, uh, and cell phones are like overstimulating people. The app developers don't care about you. They want you to be in the app all the mm -hmm. time. So they're giving you notifications yep. for like random stuff that is neither important nor urgent. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the articles that I've been reading lately talk about what happens if you dial back or at least or turn off the notifications or mm -hmm. is your life better? And one of the things that I've been doing lately is like changing the defaults of the apps with yep. the notifications to like really dial it back. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, somebody followed me on Twitter. I don't care. Yeah. Right. right. Or somebody retweeted something. I don't care. It, like I would like if somebody commented on a post I made, I probably want to see it in case mm -hmm. it's. Mm -hmm. You know, something I need to respond to right away. Right. Um, but really dialing that back has, has helped me out and being ruthless about the notifications yeah. has like, you know, it's like, and it's weird where it's like, 
I, you know, I, my phone hasn't buzzed in over an hour, and it's like, you know, what's going on? Is, is it, did it power off? And and it's like, no, everything's fine. Yeah. But have have you done anything with your notifications or tried I'm to? I'm ruthless with it. Yeah. Um, I uh, uh, an app has to earn notification status for me, um, and I'm actually surprised to learn that you have uh, alerts on emails. Uh, I figure if something is in an email, there it is automatically not urgent. Um, right. It just well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends if it's if it, who it's who's sending it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I well, and no, I actually even for me, no, I I think okay. there's like all of my bosses, like all of my several bosses in in all the aspects of my life, <clears throat> uh, they will all use if something is genuinely urgent, it will show up as a text message or as a uh, or as a chat message. On, yeah. Uh, on Google Hangouts, right? Like that's the that's where urgency lives. Yeah. Um, not, not in my world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you need to you need to train your bosses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So so yeah, that's the thing. It's like um, in in your case, they the apps have to earn the right. And I also think too that um, the apps also are on very thin ice for yeah. me and probably for you too. Yeah. That it's like yeah. you know whatever app is hey, there's a notification for whatever promotion. It's like yeah. no, you're yeah. you're out. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, the uh, <clears throat> yeah promotions are like an automatic blacklist item yeah um, strike one yeah right exactly yeah. right um <clears throat> and i've also noticed that um uh notifications generated by robots so the google news mm-hmm. uh, notifications even if i say like only tell me like when a country blows up right right like, that's that's what right. i want to hear about right um and even that even even with that constraint the google news still is like hey this got like this car turned over in charlottesville west virginia like i what, yeah I, like, trump I, tweeted <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, right 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 um so uh yeah, it's a, and it's um, it is definitely worth investing the time to curate your notification experience uh, mm-hmm. because you're right, like you get caught in that like sinister uh, Skinner box. Yes. So speaking of email, mm-hmm. um, what happens when you get a Word doc attachment to comment on a on something? You mean after I roll my eyes? Yeah, or, or break out and you know have a seizure and tongue swells up and you fall over. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I well to be honest, that, that hasn't happened in years yeah. uh, for me, and that's because if you want comments on a document, or if you if you want comments on any piece of prose longer than a paragraph, um, it's going into a Google Doc, right? Yeah. Well, and that's where, I you know again in in the field. It's like I got to train people, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like working with an external agency on content, yeah. um, and it's they live in Word docs and mailing them around, and um, you know. But the problem is, is that you know, it's like there's the PR agency, there's a corporate communication, mm-hmm. there's the the SMEs that yeah. are like like me, that's right, the technical, yeah. and you know, to to and I will tell them right out, it's like it will be a Google document and, and please send it that way. Or I'll put it back on the, you know, I'll ask the PR agency or the marketing people. It's like, even if you get a word doc, give it to me as a Google, yeah. you know, yeah. doc, and we will all hash it out. Yeah. And then you could save it as a word doc and send it back if yeah. you want. But I, it's like, I yeah. do not want to do the email yeah. passing around of attachments because that's just so inefficient yeah. and people stepping on each other and it's yeah. just not good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and also as like with Google Docs and everything, and, and email, did, did you ever use Grammarly? No. What is that? So, uh, you know how you have like spell check? Mm-hmm. Um, this is like grammar check. Oh, okay. And and so that has actually helped me out a lot in terms of, like there are a lot of something right, but it's not English. Yeah, right. 
and yeah. or at least it's not uh, a sense it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. right um and that has it has surprised me how much um you know like you'll spend a lot of time just like proofreading your your stuff to to make sense and mm-hmm. you don't have to proofread as often because it basically uses ai to um analyze your uh, it's a it's an add-on to your browser mm-hmm. it works in gmail works with google docs and it will uh help you with your uh not you know you may spell something right you know uh like uh like you know using the wrong synonym or whatever or you there know. there yeah, yeah it'll catch all that and then it'll give you like a month re- monthly report back saying that you uh you know you're stupid or you know <laughs> you're improving and, and it's funny that the weird thing though is that the report is like you're 93 percent better than the rest of the people and then yeah. you are in the lowest 10 percent for this and i'm like wait which is it am i a genius or am i like i don't understand this but um but i found that to be very very helpful in terms of like not it, it you know and, and you it's a kind of thing too that it like with a spelling checker a spelling checker makes you a better speller because you don't want to correct it later yeah, right um, and so from a grammar standpoint, that has helped me out a lot. Oh, okay. So, and, and that's again, like a free thing that I haven't found the need to, uh, mm-hmm. pay up for it. All right. Even though I get a daily email reminder that them asking me to pay up. <laughs> that's great. Uh, well, what do you say, Dave? You want to, you want to wrap this part up? Yes. Yes. I think we're good. I think yeah. We're good. I think we are good. Um, well, I know we're good because I have this to-do list that's been, it's uh, all crossed it's off. It's all crossed off. Okay. That's right. Confirmation. Um, well, so Dave, if folks want links uh, to uh, some of the tools that we've talked about in the show, uh, what website should they go visit? Uh, dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.